Our dynasty on the morning bliss. Good morning, good morning, my lady. It's uh, Fred the truck driver, and good morning to the good doctor there. You know, it just buckles my mind when we are put in a blanket to say we are absent fathers because. Some of us, we are not absent. We are waking. We are here 24-7 in the truck. Others are at the mines making money for those who are present. Those who are present, guess what? White folks who commands us, tells us what to do. Imagine, in my case, we have got more than 150 trucks which are controlled with people that we call controllers who are white, who works from 6 a.m., maybe 7 a.m. until 4 a.m. Then they go home. On weekends, they're at home. We, we are on the track. 40, 45 days, you go home. Five days, you are at home. You are tired. You have been drained. So how are you going to be present? Because you have to provide for those children. You need to provide for them. Yeah, you can be there and present and then give them what? Being present. They don't eat being present. So it's one of those things that, you know what, either way, you are messing up. So I don't know. Good morning, everybody. Interesting, Freddie. Interesting. I like at least he has come out, come up straight to say he's a working man. That's why he's not there. Yes. Extremely good. Yes, very, very good indeed. And we give thanks. We need more of him, uh, you know, uh, because being present the father working very hard is extremely important. But I just want to make a point that uh, you see, as he talks about meaning a paradox, mm-hmm. you see, when, when this migrant labor system began, it was intended really to break, to, 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 to undermine the African family system. Because, uh, the, for example, uh, the mother uh, let, let's say the father who was working, let's say, in the mines was not allowed to bring his family there. So it was a law at that particular time that he cannot bring his family. But at the same time, uh, when a, a white guy came to the compound in the mines and maybe Atola, he found malaria, you know, hanging on the fence, maybe he would just make a, a joke and say, hey, you have, I see that you have been busy, you know. And it ends there. So you can see that it was really by design to undermine us culturally by undermining the family because it was all part of divide and and conquer. And also it's very critical that, uh, you know, uh, when you have been, you are a people who have been conquered uh, by others, those who have conquered you, they will try to miseducate you, to confuse you about the reality. And so the, uh, that's why in, in that particular case, he talks about the bosses, the controllers and stuff like that. So they, they, they know that they need to be present in their respective families, but they don't have that sentiment for the black workers because it's something that has been, you know, socialized in them that, you know, uh, the only family that counts is a white family. 
the black family, no, we don't really care much about that. But, but having said that, I think it is incumbent upon us African descendants to really find a way to solve this problem of the father absence, because it is really killing us. It's contributing to high rates of crime, it's contributing to violence, gender-based violence, and so forth. So uh, we need to find a way around it. And I think one way going forward is going to be some kind of a cultural revolution where we begin to you know, bring back our culture. And then because we have extended family systems, like for example, Bomalume, right? People who can play the role of the father that is not there, for example. Mm. I've got a, a WhatsApp note. It says, we have become fathers. We have become absent fathers because we are told fathers only pay maintenance kupel. And, and women mm. use, use that to judge us uh, if we pay good maintenance. They say you're a better father. And uh, we often we are told by mothers, they lie to us that the children that they claim are our children. Sometimes you figure out you are not the biological father. So as a man, to mm. find peace in our lives, especially when we no longer have relationships with the children, the, the mothers of the children, we choose to let go our responsibilities. That is so deep because basically then yeah. it stretches, it touches into DNA. Ooh. Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and, and it's a shame, really, and it shouldn't be the case that a father who is taking care of his kids should be blocked from that or the father should be judged based on economics, you know, to say that, well, you know, if you're not able to look after uh, the children or or buy the McDonald's, whatever, you're not a real father. But you see, those are the ideas that are promoted by those who have, promote, who have oppressed us. You see that they, they, they really want the, the, black, uh, the black man to be more of a material uh, uh, provider, but not really the emotional uh, uh, provider in that sense. So, uh, to understand that there are some men who believe that because they have provided financially, that's enough. Whereas this thing is like actually the relationship between the father and the children. It's like an umbilical cord between the child and the mother. You see, uh, umbilical cord is not only a physical attachment, connection with the child, but it is also an emotional attachment to the child. So, so, so we fathers also need to remember that uh, we should also be there, not only physically, but also uh, emotionally. Because, you know, one of the most important things that the father can play in the life of a child, especially the boy, is that, you know, when the child uh, experiences uh, challenges, you know, maybe at school, he helps you with homework, uh, or maybe something like, you know, maybe there's a bully, the child is being bullied at, at, at school, the father comes in there. But in a case where the biological father is not there, as the statistics tell us, 70%, then we need to have some other role, positive role models like Malume, Rangwani, you know, people that can play that role because research shows that at the end of the day, it's going to be role modeling also can be as effective as, you know, a, a biological father, you know, like, like, like being consistent, uh, having that moral code and being, a, you know, a positive role model in, in society. Mm. I've got another note from Godfrey, uh, Godfrey in uh, Mahikeng. He says, unfortunately, I grew up without a mother. 
I'm now 40 years and still don't know my mother. Uh, don't mm. know my mother. Oh, I grew up with without a mother. Oh, yes. And now I'm 40 years and still don't know my mother. She wasn't present for me. I believe it's a choice. Now I made a point to be present for my kids and my wife. Mm. Oh, yes, that's very sad. And sorry to really hear that. That's very painful uh, to grow without, um, you know, without your mother. And that's very hard indeed. Uh, but I, I, I would not agree to say that it is a choice. You see, as a child, you really don't know what happened and you will never know, you know. And sometimes some of these people, they even go to the grave and we, we don't know. So, so we don't really know what happened. Uh, you'll find that some of these mothers, you remember during apartheid years, uh, people who, came, who, who, who were born outside, let's say Johannesburg or whatever big city, they had to carry some, they had to get some permit, for example, to come here. And they used to be harassed by police, right? Some of them end up in jail and, and stuff like that. So there were a lot of challenges for them. And, and we're not justifying, you know, their absence, but, but there were a lot of things that happened to them that we will never know. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a voice note. I think let's take that, uh, quickly take a voice note. Good morning again, Beta. I think it is time for South African government to, to look for incentives, you know, to encourage marriages. You know, they can bring incentives like discounted houses for a married couple, discounted property, cars, you know, things like that. Uh, you know, things like saying after spending 10 years together, you get an incentive. I think that would encourage uh, the, the, the people to, to be married. Because if you look, it's said that the, only the generations of the, of the 60s, 50s are managing to stay old together. These young ones, it's just hit and run, hit and run. Thank you. Yeah, I know this is better. I know this is better. Uh, some women have got this tendency of using kids as a weapon against their husband. You know, I've got my girls. The mother pushed me away. Right? Today, I'm a bad father who abandoned the children. One time, they said, no, your father looked after you. When things are bad, you know, your father abandoned you. So these women have got this tendency of using kids against their husbands, which is very, very bad. Today, I don't have a good relationship with my daughter. They only phone me when they want money. When they phone, I know there is some, I must pump out some cash. That is the relationship between me and my girls, Lisa from Brixton. That sounds like, uh, you know, you would call him, you know, the, the Lisbon bank where you just, you use him as an ATM. That is not appropriate. Hey. That is just not yeah. appropriate. But these are Definitely really serious not. issues, Doc. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, in this particular case of this financial transaction in this way, and uh, unfortunately, obviously, there is an adversarial relationship between the father and the mother of, of the children. And she's using this in that way. Uh, so, but what I would maybe uh, kind of suggest in this case is that I always tell 
both men and women that it's important um, not to speak bad of your of let's say the father of the children you know to the children or the ma speak bad of the mother of of the children to the children you know it's very very critical and and that requires a, a, a discipline so regardless of whatever happened between the mother and the father that should not really be communicated to the children because it leads to situations such as these where now the father becomes a financial tool you know and then when the finance uh, thing is, is sorted then they don't need him they will need him again next time so i think it's very critical in that way but i would also encourage the father that um, is, is maybe he can also create opportunities for him let's say maybe take the children uh, i don't know uh, to some restaurant whatever to go and food or maybe uh, cook for them some invite them cook for some cook food for them or something like that just to you know uh, continue to build that uh, that bond that emotional bond between him and her and and basically kind of you know uh, not be uh, defined by the adverse conditions that are presented by, by the mother i know it's not easy but uh, some effort should be done there and particularly we fathers uh, should also make a good faith attempt uh, to show love to our children meaning our our children should remember us for love and as i say cooking is an is one example of that you know where uh, you know they remember you for the good food that you cook and and stuff like that mm. uh, from anonymous anonymous asks if if as a child you are asked to choose between a father and a mother what's more preferable it's not possible to make a choice. You cannot choose between the two, especially for a child. The child loves them equally, respects them equally, and the child cannot choose. But yes, there are those situations where one particular parent will influence the child against, you know, the other. But, you know, you can't choose. Between. It looks like a choice, but it's not a choice. Yeah. Oh, it's a tough one. It's a serious mm. conundrum. But um, yeah. we, we just have to find solutions. Doc, thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing some ins insightful information. Hopefully we've managed to touch someone's mind or change a mindset somewhere, whether they're working, they're driving, wherever they are. Hopefully, you know, that's the whole idea of having these conversations. Thank you so much for joining us on Morning Bliss. Thank you. You're most welcome to Wazamakos. Thank you so much. Dr. Zuluma Tabo Zulu, a doctoral practitioner, research scientist, and a director of the independent uh, Madisebo University Research Institute. We were talking about the tragic phenomenon of a father absence and what must be done about it. That is on our dynasty. Maybe next time I'm going to do this. Spill the beans with my producer that we must touch on DNA. When you discover that the children that you have are not necessarily yours, or you doubt, rather. But anyway, let's take a small break, and we'll be back.